Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. When you're hearing this, it's Thanksgiving, and it's also mom's 51st birthday. Oh, Jesus. The crowd goes wild. So today, it's Thanksgiving. You know, we thought about taking a break this week because it's a holiday, but we wouldn't leave you hanging with your family. Maybe you need a break from them. You need to go be alone (laughs) and have some time to yourself and you want to listen to our podcast. We wouldn't leave you without us this week. And maybe you're having a virtual family event and it's annoying in the Zoom. We got you. We got you covered. But because it's mom's birthday, she actually has no idea what's about to happen. Seriously, I I want to surprise her on air. Well, on the recording. Oh, jeez. Because it's her birthday, I thought we could do something kind of fun. So today what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the mind-beauty connection. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know, mom's looking at, I'm holding her book and it has a million sticky notes in it. If you don't know, mom came out with a book 12 years ago and on October 7th, 2008, which was actually my 10th birthday, called The Mind-Beauty Connection. (laughs) I think it was a bestseller. I don't know if like the New York Times would agree with me, but I think it did great. I'm really proud of you, and I think it's amazing. Aww. And you don't talk about your book a lot. And so I actually got the idea for this episode over the summer, and partially it was Wolf's idea, my boyfriend. And he, I walk into my room, and he's just on my bed reading your book. And he starts <laughs> reading out a passage about sex, which we'll get to. And oh, he's no. like, you got to get this on the podcast. I was like, oh, my God, for her birthday. And that was like in August. So I've been holding on to this idea oh my God. for months because I thought it would be so much fun. That's so nice. So... We're going to go through. I have some passages highlighted. We're going to go through oh it. We're going to chat. We're going to reminisce. We're going to take it back to the year 2008. That's And so just chat. Funny. We're not going to do segments today. We're just going to chill. Okay. And talk about the book. And I'm going to do some reading aloud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, so. Sure. So I actually, I have a, a limited edition hardcover version. <laughs> I also have the, the uh, paperback, but you can't buy the hard copy anymore. The hardcover book anymore. So if you want to get it, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Simon & Schuster website, Prestigious. And a lot of other websites I was looking last night. And I have, this is not one of my questions, but did you record an audiobook? I don't remember. There is an audiobook, but I didn't get to do it. You can get the audiobook also on Simon & Schuster, but I saw. I love, also I love saying that you're a Simon Simon & Schuster author. Oh, It's really cool. But you didn't record it. That would be fun. The next one. That would have been fun. Okay. So before we start reading and chatting, (laughs) I'm going to interview you like the author that you are. Oh. Okay. I have a couple questions. Okay. Okay. First question. So in the... What made you want to write this book in the first place 12 years ago? Okay, well, I had thought about writing a book because I have this unique combination of psychiatry and dermatology. Right. And people thought, said to me, you should write a book. And I thought that would be great, but I had no idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I was approached by a company called Real Age. That's the company that Dr. Mike Royzen and Dr. Mehmet Oz were working with to do their books. Got it. And... They're called the Real Age Books. And they were based in California. And they approached me to do it. And I knew Dr. Oz. And I met Dr. Royzen. And I thought, well, this seems like a good platform. And they had a book agent. And they had a whole, like, mm-hmm. machinery on how to do this. Okay. And to set me up for it. So it was because of them. Okay. it's yeah, I love this. I'm just looking at the picture of you. You're so cute. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I'll post the cover on our Instagram. Well, if you're listening to this, you might have already seen it as the quote card for this week. Oh, is a picture, is mom's, is, oh, but it's a paperback cover, so her face is a little smaller, which is not my favorite. better. Because no, you're that so cute. Picture is not so great. Yes, it is. You look so cute. Oh, jeez. Look so pretty. My teeth look big. I think they look pearly. Okay. Okay. Next question. Well, okay. I remember you writing the book, but like I said, it came out on my tenth birthday, so I, yes. I was really young. So, what was it really like writing the book and while working full time and being a full time mom? Well, 
since you know how I'm an optimist and also yeah. how I like to see the bright side of things, I like to also see opportunities where they're like during a bad situation. Okay. So I actually had time to write the book mm-hmm. every night after you and Jay went to bed because oh. you were still little. I would I put you guys to bed, you know, have dinner, mm-hmm. whatever, bath, go to bed. And then I would work on the book from about 8.30 or 9 till about 11 or 12 mm-hmm. because your dad and I were not really speaking mm-hmm. and we're not getting along. You guys didn't really know because we weren't fighting, but it was just quiet. And it was a way to have separate time and be away from him. <laughs> yeah. And we were kind of avoiding each other anyway. Yeah. So I took advantage of the silence and the mm-hmm. stress and the tension in the apartment mm-hmm. by sitting at my desk and working and okay. it was actually an amazing way to spend that mm-hmm. year it took a whole year so um, you started in 2007 yes i can't remember the books are usually due like at least six months before the release oh, date so maybe for you started editing and stuff longer than that yeah. yeah and i worked with a ghostwriter named Kristen, and she was a science major at cornell and then became a writer so cool. and i would go to california and work with her and she would interview me. She interviewed me a lot. And so it's mostly my words kind of edited yeah. and helped by her. And we would brainstorm together. And then I was just working, working, working. But it was a really great use of time. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. These are things that I'm learning for the first time, too. Like, as I said, I was asleep during most of your <laughs> yes, work time you because asleep. I was nine. But it was good. You guys were little, so you were still going to sleep early. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't have done this without no. ignoring you if right. you were older and awake. And right. I wouldn't have done that. No. So... Hmm. Let's see. I have a lot of questions, but I I want to s- I can pepper them throughout. No, ask me anything. Um, well, I just really want. I'm I'm happy to do this because I, lo- I want to give your book the attention it deserves. There's one so on nice. in her waiting room in the office. Mm. You have some copies in the office of I've seen them. Yeah. But um, buy the book. Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what will your next book be about? If you could write a book about anything you want, yes. What would it be? I've wanted to write a book for teenagers for a really long mm-hmm. time. Just don't know that teenagers are buying books. I think they're more like reading stuff online and, yeah. and on social media. But I care so much about kids, and I think because I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist, in addition to dermatologist, like one of my favorite things to treat is acne mm-hmm. and teenage acne in particular. But acne, of course, any age. But teenagers with really bad acne, it usually affects their whole life. And so it is so rewarding to treat them and watch them get better and watch the that good spill over into the rest of their life. So I would love to do that. And teenagehood is when self-esteem is forming and if stuff's going on with your skin on the outside, it's gonna affect self-esteem. And so I just wanted to like talk to kids and teenagers. I just don't know if a book is the right way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that more because I've really been wanting you to write another one and just because this book is 12 years old, so it's before your partnership with Chanel. Right, that's true. It's, a lot has changed in our lives. Yeah. And I think it would be nice to update. Also, what's, what's and I'll read the passages. I just, what's interesting, I was reading through it last night, and I haven't read your book in a really long time. Mm. A lot of stuff is still the exact same thing, you, how, way you would answer a question today. I know. Which is really interesting, because we think fads are, all these fads are new, but you talk about, like, clean beauty in this. 2008. I was ahead of my time. She but, was. But I think sometimes I'm a little bit ahead of things, which is not great because it hasn't picked up yet here. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm like, can see the future or anything, but sometimes I'll have a thought or an opinion and it just hasn't become popular. And sometimes it will get popular and sometimes it won't. But 
Um, that's pretty cool. Some of the, the products I don't maybe like anymore. Yeah. Some of the products don't even exist well, anymore. Well, it's also because before you were introduced to Chanel, so well, you talk a lot about Clinique, which is great. Yeah, which I still like. And you, and you used to work with them a lot. And yeah, you still like them. It just, it's just interesting to see. But I mean, you also talk about like Dove and Cetaphil, stuff we use yes. and have used my whole life. Yeah. Okay, do you want to get into it? Sure. Okay, I'm going to read it. I have a lot of... I'll pose a picture. I can't believe you like annotated it. I did, well, I didn't write in the book because it's it's you can't get a hardcover copy anymore. I think you can but, on eBay. Whatever. <laughs> but I um I just put some stickies in it. Aww. So the first thing I want to read, if you want to read along, from chapter one, um, is what I want to talk about. The you talk about, excuse me, the science of aging, which yes. a lot of people don't know about. Okay. So I'm just gonna read a little chunk. Okay. We can chat. Okay. Ready? Yes. Chapter. It's from page three. If you're reading along. When does aging start? Well, at some point during your adolescence, between about 11 and 25, the accelerated rate of cellular growth in your body begins to slow down. In other words, you may be, you began to age. So that's just interesting, like the science of how aging actually happens. Cellular growth slows down. Didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Well, if you just think about it, in growing in height, right? Yeah. When you stop growing in height, if you think about that for your inter- internal organs as well. Mm-hmm. Also, our whole lives, we damage ourselves and repair them all day long. Right. Damaging the DNA, repairing the DNA. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, you repair perfectly. Right. Amazing. And as you get older, you start to repair less well. So yeah. so your book is a real age book. Yes. I don't really know what that is. And then there's also a, your book on the back cover and also throughout the book, there's a nine-day thing. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I talk about stress aging, which is just a term I coined, mm-hmm. which is what I think a lot of people have experienced, like you're super stressed, not just for a few minutes, but mm-hmm. for day, you know, hours, days, weeks. And it, you can see it on your face, right? You quote, look older. Yes. Patients come in like, I literally did not have this wrinkle three weeks ago. You like, say that, I think verbatim in this book, it just is universal. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on in your life? Uh-huh. So I wanted, I don't want to be the, like always talking about doom and gloom. Oh my God, stress is aging us. We're all stressed out. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can undo it. So what's that about going away on vacation and most vacations not that anyone's had vacation <laughs> lately but no. let's say pre-pandemic when people go on vacation they usually take a week yeah and the week is bookended by two weekends right so nine days was just like a uh-huh. a, a week's vacation right mm-hmm. saturday to sunday whatever it is um and also how like it doesn't take that much time to start to undo some of the stuff people right. feel like overwhelmed mm-hmm. by stress by stress aging and kind of give up, throw in the towel. Ugh, I can't fix it. There's nothing to do. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Well, no. If we break it down into these simple steps, mm-hmm. you can actually see, like physically see improvements. And then that gives you hope mm-hmm. that if you just keep going, yeah, you can look and feel better. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Thanks. Okay, I'm reading from page four now, the next page. I can't believe you're doing this with my book, so I'm <laughs> I, so flattered. I'm glad, you're I, so I sweet. It. No, I love it. Okay, oh my gosh. this is a metaphor. I don't know if you wrote it or if Kristen wrote it. Okay. But I'm just going to read it because I think it's really cool and we should say more. Okay. Okay, where am I? Oh, here. And no matter what cards you think your mom and dad dealt you when you were born, you can you can hold the remote control to your appearance and come out looking beautiful. That is so cool. You can. You take... It's empowering. You yeah, can so take control, control. Sure. of so your face. I often talk about nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. So you're born with genes, right? Okay, you're born with certain genes. There's nothing you could do about those specific genes. Mm-hmm. But the environment that you're living in and that you're growing up in acts to either bring out the kind of good positive genes or bring out the bad or negative genes. And I've always thought about that because nothing is 100% mm-hmm. genetic. Like I remember growing up and my aunt had schizophrenia and I remember thinking, oh, well, my grandparents don't have schizophrenia. My mom doesn't have schizophrenia. Right. Like, And I didn't know anything about genetics at that point. And then 
I started to learn more about it. And I was like, okay, she was born with a genetic predisposition and her environment either acted to protect her from it or not. And that whole sense of nature and nurture is always so interesting to me. Well, actually growing, when I first learned about your, um, my great aunt having schizophrenia, I thought that I was going to have that. Oh. And one, I don't even, I've ever told you this. I'm not saying this, like, I'm not making fun of it. Just like, I'm laughing saying it out loud because it was so long ago. I was walking home one night alone from dance, which is actually right around the corner from where we live now. And I thought, and I think there was someone like walking behind me. Right. It was like on the street. And it was dark and there was a shadow and I thought I was seeing something and I was like, oh my God. You thought you were having a hallucination. I thought I was having a hallucination. Oh. And then I totally forgot about it until this moment. Oh <laughs> so no. I, obviously I'm, I'm very lucky that I don't have that, but... I, I, was, I knew that it was genetic. And at that point, I think I had learned about genes in the gene pool in science class. Right. And you think, oh, if someone in your family has it, you're, def- yeah. you're destined to have it. But just, you know, schizophrenia, the hallucinations mm-hmm. of schizophrenia are almost always auditory hallucinations. Oh, interesting. You hear things in your head. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Visual hallucinations more have to do with drug abuse. Oh, <laughs> no, I was definitely just not on drugs. No, it was just a shadow or a person. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Like I know. That. I was just nervous. I, I remember being nervous, too. And I have friends... Um, my roommate from med school, her mom has schizophrenia, and I remember she was worried about that. Like, yeah. it's a, it's a normal worry to have, mm-hmm. but even even identical twins don't have the same diseases. So then you're That's like, crazy. oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Why is it forty percent? Yeah, not a hundred. Yeah, with the same exact genes. Is schizophrenia more um, common in women than men? I don't think so. Oh, okay, just wondering. I don't remember exactly. I think it's equal, and it's about one percent of the world's population. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you talk a lot about the skin age test, which is in the first chapter of your book, is the actual test. Yes. So I saw Marvin Wolf show me, read for me from your book. We took right. the test. I know. And so, the, which we told you. And so, what you say, which is the, that you have to take the skin age test, you have to be at least 27 to take the test. Yes. I'm 22. I took the test actually when I was 21 over the summer. And it said that I have 32 year old skin. <laughs> and I was like, ah! Uh, but I just think it's so funny. And it was a fun quiz. But what I like about your book is that you have like interactive parts. Like you have this test where you add up your results and you figure out what they mean. You have parts where you can write down things and it becomes more interactive as opposed to like it's more personalized i really like that well, that's good yeah when we made the test what i realized you made the test yeah i created the test with real age oh so cool yeah and we tested it mm-hmm. like scientifically to mm-hmm. see if it held up but one thing that always struck me when anyone took the test mm-hmm. so much of it has to do with the person's psychology and self-confidence or not yeah because you have to grade yourself and maybe you think your dark spots are much darker than they are that you have more lines and wrinkles than you actually have so someone would take the test and then i would give them the test and i would inevitably get a much younger number got it it's the rare person who is like not hypercritical yeah i wolf and i did it to each other and he got 33 and i got 32 and he was like do i have lip lines and i was like (laughs) i don't know do you like you have a normal face. Neither of you has lip lines. <laughs> it was really funny. And I was like, oh, we're just way too young for this. <laughs> but it's so fun. I like, I love an interactive quiz. Okay. okay. I'm skipping a little ahead. Okay. I had a little bit to page 21. Okay. Chapter two. When you talk about what we were talk- talking about, like how you have a wrinkle all of a sudden, and but you can actually reverse it. You see someone yes. who's like, I didn't have this last week. What do I do? And you talk about this woman, Clarissa, who is a 35-year-old mother of two with a skin age of at least 39. On some days, it's more like 42. She's a working mom trying to have it all. That's what you say. Who's Clarissa? <laughs> I can't tell you who Clarissa is. Oh, I thought you made her up. No, no. We changed her name. Oh, it's a friend? No, it's a real patient of mine. Oh, oh I <laughs> thought it was just like you were making up an example person. No, I'm pretty sure it was all based on, it's all based on reality okay. and real patient experiences then, that I had. Then, okay, then you can tell me. I was just reading it last night. I was like, I don't know anyone named Clarissa. That's an interesting name that she chose. <laughs> like, who is that? I just picked a random name for someone whose name is completely unrelated to that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing, which... 
page 24 anyone following along <laughs> um you also can get an ebook okay following along so you can um which which i think is what i was saying earlier is that you will answer questions the same as you did then as you did now here we go page 24 the must-haves for optimum optimum skin beauty one a daily gentle cleanser two good moisturizers one for day use with sunscreen and another another for night use mm. and if necessary an anti-acne wash and other formulas etc and or retinol formulas that's the exact same thing you say now pretty much i it, it's similar i prefer a separate sunscreen to moisturizer for the morning so your okay. day and night moisturizer can be the same with a sunscreen addition separate sunscreen okay yes and i think maybe that has to do with you joining chanel because now you would say solution 10 moisturizer plus uv essential that's sunscreen true. on top and also i learned like, you use a serum there was a lot of hope at that time that all-in-one moisturizer sunscreens would do it all oh and it they didn't pan out to be great the sunscreen part mm -hmm. was greasy it made the moisturizer like a little too oily and the concentration of sunscreen wasn't high enough so yeah. it wasn't enough coverage it was it was hopeful that it would be efficient but i think hasn't really panned out super well yeah, I see how that could be kind of difficult because the moisturizer, you don't want to see it and feel then sunscreen could be a little more oily. Mm -hmm. So is this soap the same as a daily, gentle daily cleanser? Is yeah, that soap? So, well, soap is usually a bar. <laughs> yeah. And a cleanser is often the liquid. Okay. They can be exactly the same, okay. just in bar or liquid form. So technically, when I wash my face in the shower, I'm doing a cleansing. Your cle cleansing is cleaning. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. The, the words are funny. I can't be the only like, one who didn't know that. toner and exfoliator is the same thing. It is? I thought toner was kind of, was less gentle. No, toners and exfoliators, they no. do the same thing, but they can be made I don't of different know anything, molecules. Guys. No, it's just different words for marketing for the most part. Okay. Continuing on with the tried and true okay. stuff, page 34. <laughs> this is a Q. Oh, there's also in this book, Q&A with you. Great. Oh. This is a question from maybe you to yourself. Okay. When it comes to basic skincare, what are the biggest beauty bargains on the planet? This is what you said. You said five things. I'm not going to read all the description. I'll just tell you what they are. Vaseline. Okay check yes cetaphil mm -hmm. check you said neutrogena body lotion you still like that i don't like it so much anymore okay. there's a cetaphil one that i like yeah dove or purpose soap check and yeah. check neutrogena sensitive skin spf 30 now you probably would you would say chanel's uv essential yep. which is excellent and safflower oil yes. tried and true safflower oil don't smell like a salad and you sunflower oil <laughs> that's my favorite one of the favorite things you said in our, one of our first episodes, you're like, don't smell like salad. I was like, I've never heard you say that. No, because olive oil works just as well, technically, except then you would smell like a salad. Nobody yeah. wants to walk around smelling like a vinaigrette. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to call this episode. No one wants to walk around smelling like a vinaigrette. That's what you just said. That's hilarious. It's true, though. Okay, I'm making that a quote card. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay, I'm going on with um, tried and true. Okay. This is, okay, this is another section, page 42 which is called why it's so hard to make an anti-ager that works. And you mm. said two ingredients that might not be worth a dime yet. Peptides and growth factors. Is that still true? And I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, that's that's interesting. I wrote about that. I don't remember my whole book. Obviously. Of course not. Um, growth factors. So I don't know the thing is. about growth factors is that if you want to grow something on the skin, you're trying to grow just the good stuff, like collagen, for mm -hmm. example, or elastin, but you don't want to grow bad things like cancer cells. Okay. And I still think the verdict's out on that, so okay. I don't recommend growth factors because they're not specific. Okay. Is that something that you names. would put into a cream? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And then what's a peptide? Well, the only pep thing I know is a peptide is collagen peptides you can put in your coffee. Well, peptides are just small parts of proteins. Okay. 
amino chains of amino acids. That that's all. Okay. And people put that in products? It, yes. Okay. Because they're trying to grow more collagen by giving you part of the collagen protein, which is just called a peptide. And yeah. it also sounds scientific and cool. You're like, it ooh, does. a peptide, let me get that. You know, when I, there was a sum, summer, what summer was that when I worked at the PR firm? Was it my summer? Three years ago? Summer before sophomore year of college? Yeah. And I worked at a PR company and they repped a lot of big beauty brands. And there was one brand that was push, like pushing a new product that was collagen peptides. And it's like these really beautifully wrapped things and all stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, it's like this pink thing. But like, you open the top and do you put it on your face? Like, do you eat it? I was so confused. And it didn't, like, it seemed nice, but I didn't understand, like, the whole hype around the peptide. Well, the thing is, there are so many peptides. There's hundreds of thousands of peptides. So I only know the ins and outs of the science for Chanel because I work with them. And yeah. I actually, I get to go into the labs and stuff. So I know the so science cool. behind it. It's really cool. But I can't speak to the science behind mm -hmm. the other products from other companies. Some of their science is probably good, and some of it's probably not great at all. Yeah. But it's not so regulated, and you can say mm -hmm. certain things on bottles and marketing and right. stuff. Well, you talk a lot in the book about F yeah. how FDA does, doesn't have to approve beauty products. Right. Which is something to think about. A lot of people probably don't know that. It's less regulated than food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is That's true. That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, you're not eating it. No, I, I guess, but your skin your skin is very strong. You also talk about that. Skin is a barrier. It is a barrier. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. Now it's time for the cringe section, which I wrote on the sticky note. It says, oh boy. I'm showing <laughs> oh, her. No. Ready? Yes. The seven free habits for healthy skin. Oh. She knows what's coming. Practice deep breathing. Get active. Beat the foods that beat you. Don't know what that means. I think I do, actually. I think it just means everything in moderation. Yes. Focus on the good things. Okay. Stretch out your sleep. Take a time out and cuddle or have sex. <laughs> okay, mom. Okay. Those and then, help. And then you expand on every topic <laughs> on that list, including cuddle or have sex. And my question is, later Are you flushing? I'm just, I'm hot. I think you're flushing. On page 75, you say, you use the word coital. I just wanted to know why you had to use the word post-coital in your book. Do you want me to read it? Okay. Where the heck is that? I just missed, oh, here. Prola you talk about the signs and mm -hmm. beta endorphins and prolactin, ready? Yes. Prolactin increases, give you that relaxing tension zapping post-coital ah. Ew! <laughs> I didn't know you wrote that. <laughs> well, that's a technical uh, word. That's the a scientific word. word. coital is my it's, least favorite. <laughs> that we should have put Add that. it in the damn episode that we forgot to add it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. That was... I was, last night I was like, oh my god, she says coitus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it would have been more fun to write this book now. It would be hilarious. Be this big. Yeah, it was not this big. Okay, whatever, moving on. There, you talk. Wait, she talks more about sex if you're interested. Just read it. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's good for you, but I can't. I can't look at her while I say that. <laughs> okay. What else you tell me else you talk about that I think is fun for me is nail care. Okay. I love nails. And so I find that if my nails are done, if I'm having a shitty day, sorry, you're, you can hear me crinkling the post-it. If I'm having a shitty day or I'm, you know, locked up in the queue, I'm not feeling good, I paint my nails. And if my nails are done and I'm wearing the same pajamas as the past two days, I still feel better. And you talk a lot about nail care here, talking about keeping your nails clean and dry. Yes, if you're going to paint your nails, they have to be dry before you paint them. Why because if that? you have water in your nail plate, your nail plate expands and your nail polish chips. Oh. I learned that from my queen, Sarah Gibson Tuttle of Olive and June. I want to talk all about Olive and June, but just not in this episode. But that's how I learned that. Keep your nails dry. Just don't wash your hands a lot before you wash your, do you paint your nails. And make sure you don't put a lot of nail polish remover on your 
nail plate before you paint them. You don't? You should to dry you them should. out. You sh- your nails should be really dry before you paint Got them. It. Can you? What if you just took a shower? How long should you wait? To you shouldn't paint, paint them right after. How long do you have to wait? A couple hours. Wow. Well, that's what I would do just because I hate having to patch chips. I'd rather just wait hmm. and not do that. I never wear nail polish on my fingernails. She never does. Mm-mm. I buff them. Mm-hmm. I wear nail polish on my toes, though, mm-hmm. in the summer. And you talk, So you talk about get plenty of... I'm just reading verbatim. Page 117. Okay. Get plenty of biotin, a B vitamin known to promote healthy nails. Eat cauliflower. Gross. You hate cauliflower. I don't like it. Walnuts and egg yolks to help increase the amount of biotin in your diet. So does biotin help grow your nails or just keep them healthy? Both. Oh. Yeah, biotin's amazing for nails. It's oh. good for hair, too, but it's even better for nails. My nails actually grow insanely fast, and I mine too. It's, that's it's, a, it's, that's it's, a good gene. I know it's you. annoying because then I have to cut them more often. Yeah, it's slightly annoying, but it's also a sign of health. Okay, it is pretty cool. Okay, you know when I broke my pinky this summer, that nail didn't grow for two months. I didn't Isn't that interesting? Know that. Yes, because it was in the. It, I had a splint on my finger, my left pinky finger, and it stayed short the whole time huh. I was in the cast. I mean, I took the cast off to shower every night, and right. I didn't sleep with it, but it was. It didn't grow. That's wild. I know. Huh. It's as if whatever was going on in that finger was just taking care of the inflammation taking, to fix the bone. Yeah. It was taking all the energy away from the, huh. the nail. That's curious. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. And you also say avoid nail polish that contains toluene. Toluene. Toluene, okay. And formaldehyde. Yeah, that's yes. disgusting. Um, a lot of polishes now are seven-free, olive and June especially, and vegan. Don't use polish that has formaldehyde. Well, so that can cause an allergy. I mean, it is gross. I hear you. Yeah. So toluene and formaldehyde are notorious for causing allergies. And mm-hmm. so people would paint their nails with one of these nail polishes. Yeah. And then we inevitably touch our face and they come in with an eyelid dermatitis, yeah. like eyelid eczema or like horrible eyelid rashes. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, when's the last time you painted your nails? Oh, yeah. And we'd figure out it was from the nail mm-hmm. polish causing the eyelid rash. Yeah. So now with all these... Seven free. Seven, seven free. Mm-hmm. Nail polishes. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen. Well, I, I haven't thought about that. An eyelid dermatitis from nail polish in huh. a very long time. Oh, that's good. good. Well, formaldehyde nail polish just reminds me of like a 50s housewife manicure. Like like January Jones in Mad Men manicure. Like long pink, which I love, but definitely formaldehyde. No, I mean, formaldehyde is, you know, what mm-hmm. bodies are embalmed in. Yeah, you know? I know. It's really gross. Yeah. You don't need to keep that on that side of your nails. Also, you talk about just cuticle care. Don't cut your cuticles. No. It's live skin, but just push it back. And the only cuticle, cut if something's cut, if something's hanging. The cuticle is a barrier. I always right. talk about that. It does. It keeps fungus and bacteria and yeast mm-hmm. out of your nail. Yeah. So don't cut it off, even if you think it looks better. Don't cut it's it off. Just... Don't pick it off. Don't bite it off. So here, so on page 128, you define what stress actually is, which okay. I think is good to just pare back because we talk about stress all the time, but what actually is stress and what makes you stressed? You'll tell us on page 128. Um, sorry. Stress has a lot of sneaky ways of getting under your skin and inflicting damage. Millennia ago, when threats were most clear-cut, human beings relied on that famous fight, flight or fight response to prime our bodies for battle or to vanish in a flash whenever a saber-toothed tiger stalked us for lunch. These days, another quote from the same page, when the demands placed on us exceed our perceived ability to cope, we experience stress. Stress is also defined as the thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and psychological changes that happen as a result of our response to those demands and perceptions. A, whoop, a whooping, whopping, whooping, whopping, 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 82% of women say they have at le- had at least one physical stress symptom in the last month, such as relentless headaches, an upset stomach, or tightness in the chest. Yeah, yeah. really common. I have really physical anxiety. My stomach is not happy. Mm, that is really common, and I bet that number would be higher since the pandemic started. Oh, yeah. And with the election. And so you only pulled women in that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, did, I didn't. That study that only pulled a woman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, here she goes. Again, another section called Less Stress, Safe Sex. <laughs> Why I'm doing this to myself, I do not know, but I thought you guys might enjoy it on this Thanksgiving day. <laughs> My gift to you. Ready? Low estrogen can put a damper on your sex life. And this just isn't about stressed out women in menopause. Stressed out women on birth control pills can also experience low estrogen levels, which can cause a thinning of the vulva, that, that the area that includes the inner and outer lips, the clitoris, and the opening of the vagina and its glands. But this is not as bad because it's scientific. It get, if it gets too thin, you could experience t- tearing during sex. And I quote, ouch! <laughs> Yet one more reason to wipe out as much stress as you can. That I didn't know. That if you have pain in your vagina, it could be from low estrogen. or from, No, it could be from stress. That's weird. Well, stress can make a lot of things that's terrible. dry. But that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just think that's some good food for thought. Okay. Okay. And this is something else that I like that you talk about. I know I'm kind of jumping around here, and you can probably hear me rustling the pages, but just bear with me. What I like that you talk about is that how fat-free isn't always better. Right. You talk about that a lot in your book, and I'm very happy that you do that. And I wrote on my sticky note, forget fat-free. <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah, fat-free is bad. It is bad. So what's is what mom says. I know what you're asking. What do I eat? Forget about what you can't eat for now. FYI, there are no off-limits foods unless you are allergic. Very true. And focus on all that's good for you and for your skin. Diet books often use the so-called plate method to show readers how to create a healthy plate. That's what we're going to do here. It's as easy as one, two, three, four. (laughs) Very cute. The following is an example of what a plate should look like for beautiful skin. So you talk about vegetables, fruits, um, nuts, seeds, olive oil. You're obsessed with olive oil. Antioxidants. Yes. Protein. I'm just reading. Um, And here, forget fat free. This is what you say. Don't omit fats entirely, especially the healthy ones like mono... Mono Monounsaturated. Thank you. Monounsaturated olive oil. Healthy fats... Healthy fats help fat-soluble vitamins such as A, D, E, and K move around the lower body, create sex hormones, okay, <laughs> lower LDL, in parentheses, bad cholesterol, right. while boosting the good cholesterol, HLD. HDL. Nope, it says HLD. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> and contribute to the health of skin, eyes, nails, and hair. Yes. Right. Healthy fat is important. Fat-free, don't eat it. Well, also, I think fat-free has been associated with increase in weight for americans like oh, really yeah i did read one study about that because obesity rates have gone up obviously in the last 10 years 20 years and people thought that fat-free mm-hmm. foods were healthier so they mm-hmm. were eating so much of it and also oh. i think you need some fat to feel s- full satiated yeah well is it because fat-free so they take out the fat but they add more sugar yes is that what it is that's they part of it too bump, pump it up with more bad stuff you might as well just eat something healthy that has more quote-unquote fats exactly instead of some all this gross stuff yes okay moving on to page 183 it's a nice healthy long book this is something that is really i'm happy it's in here because it just proves how long you've been obsessed with tea tea versus stress i quote but with tea it's not just the warmth at work skin friendly tea also has two magnetic anti-stress ingredients l-theanine theanine an amino acid that produces a relaxed but alert frame of mind and catechins? Catechins. Okay. Catechins. <laughs> Say that ten times. No. <laughs> Antioxidants that, among other things, lower corticosterone. 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 A stress hormone. So you and your solution ten, your cream you created with Chanel, it's the main ingredient is silver needle tea. Yes. So you've been obsessed with tea and skin for at least twelve years now. 
Well, I've been obsessed with tea since high school. Okay, but with and skin. green tea yeah. since I was a resident in dermatology in 2002 mm-hmm. when I read an article about topical tea because I always yeah. knew it was good to eat it and drink it. Um, but I thought like, well, if I drink it, is it going to get up to the skin enough? Mm-hmm. No. But what if we put it in things? So And that's how Solution 10 was born. Yeah. And so you use silver needle tea, which is from China. Yes, yeah, so which has I a lot of asked the Chanel researchers to find the best green tea with mm-hmm. the highest concentration of antioxidants, which yes. are the catechins. Yes. Oh, I can't pronounce that. That's ever. fine. And they came back after doing some research and on different green teas with a silver needle white tea. Got it. Saying this is actually higher uh-huh. in the antioxidants than the green tea because white tea, which I didn't know much about, is just baby green tea. Mm-hmm. So there's a small little area in China where this specific silver needle white tea grows. And you can only harvest it for a week. So this, the needles on the tea leaf protect the tea leaf mm-hmm. from the cold weather. Okay. And it's still really cold then. And then if you don't harvest the tea, mm-hmm. the needles fall off and it becomes green tea. Oh, but, And cool. you have to harvest it by hand and let it dry in the sun because it's so fragile. Mm-hmm. But it's it was called the emperor's tea. Yeah. And like way back when, during the emperor's reign, if people were caught like trying to take some of the tea, they were killed. Oh, God. I mean, it was horrible. And good stuff. I know. And now in China, people put those tea leaves in their baths. They then rub uh-huh. the tea leaves on their skin, and then they and they eat them and drink them, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. It's so good for you. I love that. Love soap. that cream. I just put it on. Thank you. Okay, I'm in chapter eight, called special treatment, acne, and other skin conditions. You do a little truth and fiction section, which is okay. was a great idea you had. Thank or you. Or whoever had that idea. I'm, I'm just going to read one because okay. we talked about this two episodes ago. We talked about it, but we're going to keep doing it. Okay. Perception. I went on a chocolate binge yesterday. No wonder I woke up with a pimple. Reality. Foods like chocolate, soda, pizza. Oh, maybe we should have pizza for dinner. Okay. Okay, good idea. I'll never say no to pizza. Yeah. Potato chips, French fries. Okay. Okay. French fries. Anything that seems bad or forbidden usually gets blamed for breakouts, but there's barely a lick of evidence showing any of them or any food produces pimples. This is what you're saying. Quote, I'm not convinced that all bad foods lead to pimples. In fact, I don't believe in any food being bad. I will take some of the current theories on the connection between diet and acne with a grain of salt until further research is done. You still say that now. I do. We just said that two weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah. There's just not enough proof. No, I think that what happens is that it's sort of true, true, and unrelated. Mm-hmm. You're eating a, a, quote, bad food, and the next mm-hmm. day you break out. But I think people crave carbs and certain foods when they're stressed. Okay. And it's the stress that causes the acne. Right. But it's but easier you're also just eating. to associate right, what you're eating. Yeah. So, but sugar does not cause breakouts. Nope. Eat what you want. Your life is short. Eat chocolate. Who gives a fuck? Well, dark chocolate in particular has a lot of antioxidants. Whenever I have my period, I'm always like moaning on the couch and you just come over and put dark chocolate in my mouth. And I'm like, okay. And I, it actually works. And nothing works my cramps, not even like drugs. So dark chocolate. I'll take it. Yum. Okay. I have, this is my last sticky note. Okay. Actually, I have two more, but this is my last sticky note. Kind okay. of called R-U-S-A-D. Look into the light. We just talked about this last week. We did. About seasonal affective disorder and a light box. So you were writing about this 12 years ago and it's all the same. If you were, quote, page 221. If you live in an area categorized by lots of overcast days in the winter months, you may have been a victim of seasonal affective disorder, a mood disorder associated with episodes of depression and related to seasonal variations of light. So, right. It's all, I mean, it's just the same stuff. Like, this is tried and true. Tried and true. This is what you say. Ever been curious about 
exactly why those feel-good rays are so bad for your skin. Here's how photoaging or aging caused by the sun accumulates. So this is this this is in the skin cancer chapter, but you talk a lot about obviously sun protection, um, your favorite sunscreens, which one of them is La Roche Posay Anthelios, which is the body sunscreen that we love. Um, the one from France. Yes, one from Not France. Not that you can buy here. But the other thing about that, what you just said about mm-hmm. skin cancer and sun. Yes. So a lot of people associate feeling good with having a tan. Mm-hmm. And they think if they go into tanning beds, it'll improve their mood. So someone did this great study mm-hmm. a bunch of years ago where they put UV filters on tanning beds. Right. And they had people rate their mood before and after. So oh. they didn't get to look in the mirror and see if they were tan or not. Because mm-hmm. the ones with the filters weren't getting tan. Yeah people's moods improved at exactly the same percentage with or without the uv filters so oh. it's the bright light which is what we know not the uv rays okay but you can't tell you're out there it's summer or you're on vacation it's sunny and you have no sunscreen really and you're getting a tan or you feel awesome well guess what i'm wearing sunscreen i'm in yeah. the shade i feel equally awesome because it's, it's bright broad spectrum light and another thing i forgot to mention last week when we were talking about getting outside especially in the morning for light and getting a light box if you need it is making sure that your home has bright lighting. Yeah. Because if the lights are too dim in inside, you're not going to feel great. So I, I love dimmers. I'm guilty of that. I think you know I love dimmers. And so there are times when I really dim the lights low. But during fall and winter, when it gets dark at 445, the lights are up. They are up high until it's close to bedtime. And then I dim them. I love my, my dark cave. My room is a dark cave. It's fabulous. Well, as long as your mood's good, it's fine. Well, you're the, you can be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seems good to me. All right. Thank you. This is my last sticky note. Oh, sorry. A lot of rustling today. Page two, So on to page 264 until page... What does it go to? 271, I think. 275. Mm. You have a really big chart. It, it has problem, treatment, how it helps how to use it, inside scoop, and products I like. So you, she literally breaks down every single thing she sees in her office from acne, and it's alphabetized. This took a long time. Sun damage. I can't, I was about to ask you, how long did this take? And then also she she has all the injectables that you do in your office, all the lasers. I mean, it's not updated with cool sculpting and stuff. No, it's not updated with the fillers. But But it has so much stuff. Hmm. I mean, everything, and it's scientific, and there's price, like, you know, pricing estimates from 12 years ago, so don't take take that with a grain of salt. But... It's just so useful. I forgot about that section, but gosh, that took a long time. Was that your idea? Yeah. the chart? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, and that's all I have. My, I have here with my pile of post-its. I can't believe you did this. And so I want nice. to surprise you. Happy birthday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We hope you have a beautiful day, even if it's virtual or Zoom-filled. And if you need an escape, we got you covered. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Next week, we have a great episode with a fabulous guest, which I can't say out loud right now. Surprise guest. But it's going to be fabulous. Thank you so much, as always. Please feel free to give us five stars on iTunes. It means more than you know. And thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. So, really, this was very special. You're welcome. I love you. Love you, too.